It's Friday on around uh, midday. This is your Australian correspondent, Pete, and I'm sitting down with uh, B.W. Holland from Whitewolf. Can I call you Brian, mate? You can call me Brian, yeah. No, no problems. Yeah. All right, so, um, and Brian, what's your role with White Wolf? Uh, so I'm a community manager for the World of Darkness with White Wolf. So um, I'm basically the Australian-based CM for the brand. Cool. And, all right, slightly obvious question. What specifically does a community manager do? <laughs> so community managers um, are, are pretty prevalent in the modern games industry. A lot of people aren't necessarily aware of them because they're often behind the face of certain Twitter accounts and such like that. But generally, if you've ever interacted with a brand or a game on Twitter or Facebook, you've probably directly interacted with the community managers. Basically, their job is to um, act as a sort of like a Jacob's Ladder type situation between <laughs> the devs of the game and the community. Um, basically, to, you know, bring information back and forth, you know, communicate fan sentiment and such to the to the devs and, you know, communicate what can be from the devs back to the community and sort of be that first point of contact for people who, you know, are a fan of certain games and brands, things like that. So, right. yeah. Two-pronged question. So when did you sort of first become aware of White Wolf in the World of Darkness? Mm-hmm. And then sort of how did, you know, how did, how, did, how did it come about that you started working for them? I was 15 and I was off to buy my first role-playing game and I spoke about it with my nerd friends at the time, most of them who were still my nerd friends, and we decided that I was going to get the, what was then the D20 Star Wars game, because we all like Star Wars, and I walked into the little dodgy only game store we had out in the country and I saw this, this other stand and I was like, yo, what's that? And the clerk like said a sentence that like I didn't realize at the time would literally like change my life, like a sliding doors moment. He said, "That's the vampire game," and I had no real interest in vampires other than other than the fact that they used to terrify me as a kid. But there was something about it. I was just like, "What do you mean it's a vampire game? Like your van-? and anyway, I bought that without consulting anybody. Can I ask which I vampire showed, game? It was Vampire the Requiem. Uh, I know that is a point of contention. Nah, uh, no, no. So I, I, big I, red. What are you I, talking about? I am what I refer to as the uh, second generation of the Darkest fan. I obviously since then have come to enjoy like most of the World of Darkness games that I've, that I've played, but I definitely grew up on what, what I refer to as the New World, which is now called the Chronicles of Darkness. You know, I've got a lot of, a lot of respect for that, for that world. Um, and as to how I came about working for White Wolf, um, so I, the, the, the work that I do in the, the digital games industry meant that I went to the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco last year, um, met up with the then CEO of White Wolf, got to chatting, um, and sort of just, just like... A, a lot of people get games, particularly just like a lot of people get jobs, particularly in the games industry. Oh, here comes a here comes a marching band. I've had a marching band are coming. <laughs> I hear it earlier. Um, in the same way that uh, a lot of people get get jobs in the games industry and a lot of industry, it's just through through networking connections. So when they came out, they wanted to focus on community. Um, they sent me an email and asked if I'd be interested in applying. So worked out quite well. Damn. Mm. All right, so on Sunday you're presenting a streaming one-shot of Melbourne by Night. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that, about how that came about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, Luke Lancaster from ReadPop, who's one of the primary entities behind uh, PAX Australia, big oh, shout-out wow. to Luke if he happens to be listening, he reached out to me because uh, Kosh Media, who do the marketing for Bloodlines in uh, Australia, were wanting to do a presentation for Bloodlines 2 at, uh, at PAX. Uh, and Luke put me in contact with them. We thought a great way to sort of hype it would be to do a, a live game of V5 um, and, and tie it in with 
uh, you know, tie it in with uh, the Bloodline 2 mythos, you know, get it all together, show, show some, I can't talk about yet what we're showing, but That's yeah, sure. showing some cool stuff. Uh, and originally I said, like, it would be cool, like, you know, I can set it in Seattle and really just tie it all together. Uh, and then obviously this being the Penny Arcade Expo, <laughs> Penny Arcade were like, well, we have, a, we have a streaming show set in Seattle and one of the players from Seattle by Night is going to be in Australia. Would you like to tell the story about how she became a vampire? So this worked out quite well. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so that up excellent. So yeah. yeah, so it worked out pretty well. It did end up um, uh, having another. Obviously, whenever you, any storyteller knows that when you when you're building a story in a shared world like the world of darkness, there's certain parameters you have to work within. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but now there's an extra level of parameters now because obviously this is a prequel. I can't do things that you know. For instance, I can't have this person embraced by somebody who is not their clan. You yep. know? So there's there's certain extra things I have to work with there. Um, and luckily we've got some really really cool people lined up for the panel um, really cool players some of them are old hat WOD fans which is pretty cool some of them are just new through the video game some of them have never played either of the games and I'm, I'm really really stoked for it to, to sort of share the story um, yeah. alright cool um, so what are some of the upcoming V5 or World of Darkness releases that you're most excited about uh, most excited about uh, really excited for the Fall of London uh, from, Absolutely, yes. Yeah, from, from what I've read of the V5 Player's Guide, which I 100% cannot talk about, obviously. That's fine. I cannot wait for that product to hit shelves. I think fans are going to be really, really stoked about it. Um, also, Fall of London is really, really cool. I'm excited for Fall of London and from what I've read of the V5 Player's Guide, which I can't talk about, obviously. Um, I think fans are going to be really, really stoked for it. Um, but yeah, those two products in particular. Oh, and uh, Cults of the Blood Guards. Coming that uh, OPP Onyx Path, uh, good friends of Onyx Path, putting together. Uh, really excited, particularly uh, my friend uh, Jacob Burgess, who is uh, writing about the Hakata, um, which is a clan that I really, really dig as I'm, well. So I'm very I'm much looking. Stoked. I'm very much looking forward to that one. I think yeah. that one's that one's another one. Come, I think uh, it's coming via Kickstarter. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and I will, I will, I will kickstart Back the crap out of that yes, one once again. Yes. Much, I think that's another one coming that's being developed by Matt Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, he's and, easily developed. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he did he did Chicago, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm all up in that. Yes, and yeah, Chicago's right. a waiting, brilliant. Waiting to get my hot little hands on the physical copy. <laughs> me too, me too. All right, so um, so we're at Paxos the biggest convention of its type in Australia. Mm-hmm. What's what's happening at the con today that's sort of non-World of Darkness related okay. that, that you're most is, um, uh, excited about? So a couple of things. Um, my friend Lucy from Starcult HQ is uh, parading uh, their debut title, Best Friend Forever. It is a dating sim where you date people and also everybody has a dog and you like push the dogs together. I don't know a whole lot about it other than it's goddamn adorable. I'm super <laughs> stoked for it. Um, that's really not what, but <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> another thing that's a bit closer is right now at the Aetherworks booth, um, you can get yourself a copy of Degenesis, and it's probably the only place in Australia you can get Degenesis. Degenesis is a uh, post-post-apocalypse sci-fi horror role-playing game with some of the most stunning art I've ever seen in a tabletop RPG before. Wow. Uh, the Even if you're not much of a role-playing game fan, this game is worth it for the world building alone. It is actually like all those buzzwords I used to describe the genre, nothing new about that, but the way they do it is really unique and it's really, really cool. It's probably one of my favorite games 
the Genesis. Genesis. Or the Genesis. Yeah, right. Okay, you, you in particular, Peter, you need to go and check it out because <laughs> no you're problem. actually here. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. Uh, and so is that out digitally at all? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Six More Vodka, uh, who operate out of Berlin. No, that's that's the, the title. Of the, the, the company's name is Six More Vodka. All I love capitals, that. Yell it. Um, <laughs> they, they do a lot of video game concept art as their main bread and butter. But uh, yeah, they also do the Genesis. So you can get that digitally anywhere. But the, uh, honestly, the production value of the physical books is so out of this world. All right, I, will, I, I may have to go yeah. take a little video and put that up yes, on our Instagram page. Yeah. All right. So um, finally, Brian. So you do dev work outside mm-hmm. of Warden World and the White yes, Wolf. Yes, I'm a writer and narrative designer, primarily working in the digital games industry. Can you talk a little bit about what you're currently working on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the the main thing. So um, my dev studio, um, Sun Shadow Studios, got uh, our first uh, commercial title funded by the fine folks at Film Victoria uh, about this time last year. So we're making Beyond the Veil, which is a text-based narrative horror game set in New Orleans in which your choices don't only affect the narrative of the game but also the personality of the protagonist. Um, it is anybody who is probably listening to this podcast will will figure out quite quickly that Beyond the Veil is very, very heavily influenced by the world of darkness as, as I've experienced it in my creative life. Yeah, so, that's fine. Pretty much everything. If you've written and, and have been, or yeah. written or filmed or made an HBO TV show based, you know, based on urban fantasy. Yeah. It, it yeah, owes a debt to the world of darkness. Yeah, so yeah. basically with Beyond the Veil, I wanted to try and um, replicate as close as I could a tabletop role-playing game experience. And the game stars Erica Ishii from Geek and Sundry of LA cool. by Night. Yep, so, we love her. Yeah, which is great. All right, Brian, where can people find you online? Uh, online, you can find me at BW Holland on Twitter and Instagram. And if you would like to add me on Facebook, you will uh, join the pile of Facebook friend requests <laughs> I have from people I do not know. Uh, so, yes, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram if you want to get in contact. No problems. All right, Brian, thank, thank you very you much for so your much, time. Cheers. Take it easy. This has been an episode of Darker Days Radio. Special thanks to Occam's Laser for the intro, outro, and new bumper music from their hit album, Nine Circles. Check out the rest of their work at occamslaser.bandcamp.com. Occam's Laser.